listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hello and welcome to the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. I'm your host, Alex, and today I want to talk to you about hiring out in your business. Now, if you want to learn all about the whole outsourcing thing and you have all these like kind of frequently asked questions about hiring, it might be good to check out my previous episode with Hojo. I believe it was episode 14. I'll put that link in the show notes because she answers so many questions and she has lots of experience. So if that's kind of the style of episode you're looking for, definitely check out that one first. This one is more for if you're feeling a little bit nosy and you just kind of want to hear about my experiences with hiring out. And it is not for people who have like giant teams of full-time employees. I mean, you're already doing way more than I am. And it's not really for those who aren't yet in a position to hire out, like if you're brand, brand new to TPT. But if you're someone in the middle and you're considering hiring out in the next year or so, or you're currently sort of dipping your toes in, I think you might enjoy hearing my experiences. And I'm just going to start off by saying, no, I am not one of those people with a giant team of like full-time employees and like 20 people that do everything for me. I have been very much a solopreneur for the last five or so years, pretty much from when I started my store until 2020. And it's only in the last like year and a half or so that I really have started hiring people. So this is all very new to me and I'm very much in the trenches with you and I'm going to be sharing some of my struggles, but I mostly want to talk about where I find people how I hired people and like how I made the applications, uh, what I hired out in case you're nosy you're interested, what has gone wrong. Oh my goodness, I'll be sharing that a little bit, but also why hiring has been amazing. And then yeah, what's next for me? So I'm definitely excited, but uh, let's dive in. So basically I started my hiring out in mid 2020. So I was a full five years into my journey. And if that's you, that's okay. You don't have to hire out straight away, but maybe I waited a little too long. The first thing I ever hired out was a one-off project, not actually some like consistent VA work or anything like with a virtual assistant. I just hired the design of my website. So that was like my first big thing, which is crazy because really that was the most expensive thing you can hire. But I just knew that I really needed a website. So I just bit the bullet and I hired Christy Foltz and she was amazing. And she designed my whole website for me. So that was like my first experience, but I don't know if I really consider that hiring out because it was just this kind of one-off project. It wasn't really to do with the way I run my business in the day-to-day, but it's technically hiring and it was amazing. It was one of the best things I ever hired out, but that was my first foray into hiring. And then so in the last two years or so since then, I have hired out various different people for various different projects with varying degrees of success. And I kind of want to tell you my story. But first, before I talk about like who I hired and what went wrong and what went right, I just want to give some real basics of where I found people. So for literally every job I ever hired for, bar one, I found people through the TPT Virtual Assistance Finder Facebook group, the one that's hosted by Shelly. It's amazing. You can search on Facebook for it if you haven't already. I'll try to put a link in the show notes if I can remember. Basically, it's a group full of sellers and VAs and you can go on there as a seller and post, hey, I'm looking for this and obviously find the people that can help you. So that is where I found everybody. Now, I do believe my first few posts, I just like literally made a post and typed 
basically. So this is sort of how I made the application, so to speak. I just made a post in the group. It wasn't really anything fancy. So this is literally what I typed. I said something like, hi, I'm looking for someone to help out with creating a product. Please email me your rates. Here's my email. Thanks. Like that's kind of all I did. And there's nothing wrong with that. You certainly can do that. But since then, I have started making Google Forms. And so that's like the way that I find someone. So with that first way where I just literally wrote a post and attached my email, what happened was the next day, 24 hours later, went to my email and I just had like 10 or 20, whatever it was, emails from all these different virtual assistants. For someone like me, who's an inbox zero kind of person that overwhelmed me, I had to reply to them all. I had to like check what they wanted. And it was like clogging up my email. I couldn't see other things that were going on. I remember finding someone, but then I had forgotten to reply to people to tell them they didn't get the job. And like the whole thing overwhelmed me insanely. So lesson learned the next time I just created Google Forms and I still have them. I definitely did one pretty much I think since then, every job that I've ever hired. And so I'm not going to like read them all to you, but I'm just scrolling through them now. And I thought I would read some of the questions I asked people. And this might help you if you were making a Google Form and deciding, well, what kind of stuff do I need to ask people. I don't want them to harass me and email my inbox, but I want to get like, I want to collate all their answers together and just find out the information I need. So I literally often just said, what's your name? What's your contact info and email? That's like always the first two questions. For one of them where I was hiring photography, I said like, how much experience do you have? And I put like, you can put things like short answers or you can put that they can check the box like, you know, six months or two years, whatever. I asked, you know, let me know your pricing. What would your hourly rate be or your package rate? I sort of said like, how many you know, photos would I get for that price? And then I also did a question was like, you know, can you link to your portfolio? I'd like to see samples of your work. And then I did a question was like, feel free to link to any testimonials you have and feel free to attach any more extra info, that kind of thing. When I was hiring my podcast manager, I did the same thing. I was like, name, email, share your skills and your experience. What podcasts have you worked on? Link your portfolio, your testimonials, talk about your pricing, your packages. And throughout some of these, I've also asked things like, are you a full-time teacher? Do you have a TPT store? If so, please share the link. Those kind of questions I would sometimes throw in because you might want to know if someone is your competition, like if they run a store similar to you, that might be something you don't want. Or the full-time teacher thing I started throwing in just because I'd had some experiences with people who were still in the classroom that didn't really have the time to dedicate to what I was hiring them for. And so I started wanting to know that upfront instead of sort of finding out after the fact. I'll talk more about that later, but that's something I kind of wanted to know. You might also ask like what experience they have in education or teaching, you know, what grade did you teach? You know, what experience do you have? as a teacher that they might bring to the whole VA world. When I was hiring for blogging, I asked again, like name, email, experience in education. I asked about the experience with that task. What's your experience writing blog posts? Have you taken any SEO courses or what research have you done? But I always ask them to link to like their website or portfolio or share anyone that they're currently working with or that they've written blog posts for, that kind of thing. And I always have that question of like, is there anything else you want me to know? But that kind of gives you a little bit of a look at what I got from people. And then I could just sit there and go through the responses in my own time and see out of the responses I got, who kind of ticked the boxes the most, who sort of had the best testimonials and portfolio and the best packaging and pricing. And it was it was honestly a much better way to go about things. So that is how I started doing the application process. Now, I want to talk about what I hired out and I hired out a few different things. 
Most people tend to hire out the things they hate or they're not good at or they don't have time for. And so they often want to keep creating products. That's what we all love. And then they want to hire out things like Pinterest or social media or whatever. For me, I actually started the opposite. The first things in 2020, really late 2020 that I was hiring for, it was actually product creation, which is not something I do much of now hiring. At the time, I just had this product line that was just not finished and it was just killing me. And there were so many products I needed doing. And it was one of those things that anybody could do. You know, it was like template based, just copying and pasting, editing things. I didn't think I really needed to be doing it. And I knew that I wasn't getting it done. And so I, I tried to find someone. I went through three different people on the same project. Didn't really love, to be honest. What I did is I created a document so I could keep track of my hiring, like what day, who the person was, what the project was, how much it costs. And I, I usually wrote some notes like I said, okay, they were quick, but they, the product actually had quite a few errors or it was mostly error free, but they were really slow to complete it. You know, they didn't get back to me fast enough. They didn't communicate very well. The turnaround was good, but it wasn't how I wanted it kind of thing. And I I'd had to sort of go through a few people before I could find my gem. And I eventually did find someone, Ashley, she's awesome. and she kind of ticked both boxes of being quick and error-free. And that was like, that was the thing for me. I just wanted them to communicate with me well via email and get the project back in time and to have it be a decent standard. That's kind of all I wanted. I hate that it took me a while to get that, but I wanted to share that with you because I don't want you to feel like the first time you hire, you're going to get it right. You are probably going to get it wrong, but you can't let that put you off hiring or continuing to hire you have to accept. I guess I'm just sharing that to say, this is what it's like. You're going to need to give yourself grace. It's going to be a little bit of time for you to find your Prince Charming, you know what I mean? So yeah, I had to hire a few people. So product creation was actually one of the first things. And then just in early 2021, I also played around with hiring out for photography and videography. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. And I'd had moments where I found someone that was good, but then their work didn't continue to stay good. I actually hired someone for video previews I really wasn't happy with. So I'm kind of going into the next bit here of like what went wrong, but they were a full-time teacher. They were just sort of starting out. They were just kind of enticing me with, you know, a package that seemed too good to be true. It seemed really affordable. And I was like, oh, that sounds so good. And I mean, it was horrifying. I think it took months for them to complete the one video. Months, not days, not weeks, months. And I kept having to harass them and ask for it. And then when it finally got sent back, it was terrible. It was really, really heartbreaking. An experience like that, for a while, I felt a bit burned afterwards. I felt a bit like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can hire people. It's going to cause me more headache than if I'd done it myself. Ones like that are few and far between. For the most part, I've had really great experiences. And I just wanted to share with you that you're going to have those bad experiences. But in cases like that, you need to be discerning. So this is where it ties into that Google form thing where I started asking people, portfolio, testimonials, what's your experience? Who have you worked with? Show me samples of your work. I stopped latching on to those kind of 
deals that I thought were too enticing and they were too good to be true. You really want to vet people. So I guess if you can go into hiring for the first time, try and not do what I did. Try to really create a really solid application that asks a lot of questions and asks for a lot of proof of what they do. And it'd be easier to find someone. And so since I've started doing that, I have found better people. I do recommend product photography wise. I did end up finding someone who did one one video for me and she was awesome. So I will recommend her. I will put a link in the show notes to anyone that I recommend. But Addis is really awesome. But there are so many amazing people for photography and videography, like Chloe Taskoff. She's great for videos. There's so many great people out there. The best thing you can do is to make sure that you're sort of checking references, I guess, like you would if you were hiring for a real day-to-day job. You wouldn't just take someone's word for it. You would check that other people have been satisfied. So you can just check their testimonials and their portfolio and, and what they provide you, but it sometimes doesn't hurt, especially if it's something you're really serious about hiring in the long run, maybe reaching out yourself to sellers that they've worked with and asking, you know, privately, like, you know, what happened? How did it go? So I actually did that for one of the things I hired. I private messaged someone and said, you know, did they do a good job kind of thing? And I wanted to be sure before I hired. Since I've been a bit more vigilant in the way I hire, I've had better experiences. And so that's bringing me into 2021. And then in April, 2021, I did something a little bit different. I didn't hire someone from the Facebook group, a stranger or someone from the US or anything like that. I hired a family member. So a little bit later in the episode, like I said, I want to talk about what went wrong and what went well. So I will touch on a little bit more of that later, but I'll just say that I actually got my mum to join the business to help me out, which is is so weird. It feels surreal to have your mum in your business, but I actually know that it's not that common now. I've spoken to two other people who have said, oh yeah, my mum helps out. So apparently it's like a thing. And I guess if you're wondering, okay, well, what, what caused that change? Well, when it comes to something like hiring out for photos, no, I couldn't get my mum to do that. I had to go and hire someone that's, you know, professional, that knows photography, whatever. You need to hire people that are experienced in that certain area. But there are some things your mum can do. So if you wanted to hire your husband or partner or parent or sibling or niece or nephew or family member to help out with something, they can be doing the more smaller tasks that don't require extensive experience. And so my mum has helped out in a few different areas, mostly just updating old products, occasionally putting up pins on Pinterest, things like that. And mostly things that you could teach someone else that don't require too much intricacy. But I'll talk more about that experience later. I want to just talk about the other things I hired out. So beginning of 2022, so not that long ago, I hired my amazing podcast manager. She's editing this podcast right now. Hi, Kate. She is awesome. And that has hands down been one of my best hires. So got someone that helps me with the podcast because I was struggling to find the time to juggle everything. And so by having her step in and help out with editing episodes and things like that, gave me more time to focus back on running my store. So that's been amazing. And I also hired Abby, who helps me write some blog posts. Now, I think that's everything. (laughs) My latest thing also, I got Shelly Tomich. She just helped me out with some website fixes recently. So like some issues I was having with my WooCommerce store. So that's a kind of similar to the beginning of my story where I was talking about how I hired out for website stuff. So I've had a bit of a mixture, things from product creation, updating through to Pinterest, product photography, all the way through to website stuff. I haven't really hired out social media or anything like that or things like, I don't know, proofreading, but 
I feel like I've hired quite a variety of different tasks. Now, I have already touched on a little bit of what went wrong, like when I talked about finding someone that didn't really get back to me very quickly or someone that didn't get something done in months, things like that. So there's been a few different experiences that have been great. But really, the main things that I've had have been often my fault. And I like to, I think it's really important that we acknowledge our own blame because, you know, we don't really know what we're doing when we're first hiring. That's okay. We're figuring things out too. But we shouldn't always just blame the person we hire and say, well, they've done a terrible job because sometimes we have set them up for that success or failure based on what we do. So over the years, I've kind of learned that sometimes if someone didn't do something right, it's often because I didn't tell them exactly what I wanted or I didn't show them or I didn't have standard operating procedures or systems or processes in place. And so really when I look back, I'm like, well, I think I was kind of setting myself up for failure there. So sometimes we've got to acknowledge that, that sometimes it's been me. Sometimes I'm perfectionist too. I'm really quite terrible at nobody does it as good as me. That's something I really struggle with. So sometimes when things have gone wrong, it's not the VAs, it's me. And I guess I wanted to share that because I don't want to put people off hiring thinking, oh, there are these people out there that might do a terrible job. A lot of the time they will do an amazing job. You've got to be good at outsourcing and there's there's a real skill involved there. So it's taken me some time to figure out I'm still figuring it out. The whole hiring the family member thing, having my mum on board, that's been tricky because, and I'll be honest with you, you know, she's not got a background in teaching education and she's not really got a niched area of virtual assistance work, like the way Kate is my podcast manager. That's her niche. That's her thing. She's not got that VA experience per se. So there's been some struggles with her not knowing terminology from the education world or her not really having that tech experience doing certain things, operating PowerPoint or figuring out Google Drive. So there's been some bumps there. But I like to think that those little bumps have been outweighed by the fact it's been kind of nice to have someone on my side. One of the downsides to hiring sometimes is that you've got this person on the other side of the country or the other side of the world, in my case, who does small tasks for you, but they're not really as invested in your business. Whereas it's been pretty cool having a family member who, you know, is really passionate about what I'm doing and we can brainstorm things together. And she's quite invested in the success of my business. And that's been such a cool thing. So if you're ever interested in that, you know, definitely look into hiring someone you know. And now I want to briefly talk about why hiring has been amazing. So I've touched on how sometimes it's not been perfect, but a lot of the time it's actually been pretty awesome. And I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you the really good stuff too. Hands down, starting to hire in my business has been the best thing I have ever done. I invest in a lot of different things, you know, like memberships and programs and courses and things. But hiring's actually been one of the biggest things because it gives you something that a lot of other investments will never give you, it will often give you your time back. And that is something so magical. I can't even really explain just the idea that by finding someone to do something for you frees up your precious time. And your time is so precious and so limited. That has been an amazing thing for me. So getting my time back has been one thing, but another thing has just been getting someone to do something that maybe I'm not that good at you know, they might be better at. That's always a great way to hire. But I guess the main thing has been the time. So for things like hiring Abby with my blog posts, I was just getting to that point where I had so much on my plate. I was neglecting my blog. The blog posts weren't getting written. I didn't have the time for it. Having her write one every now and then, you know, here and there, it's just nice to have that off my plate so that I can focus on making my products. Same with Kate and the podcast. 
was starting to really creep into my time having to edit these episodes. Like I love helping you guys. I truly do. But I'm also trying to run my own store. So having Kate edit this episode right now as she edits it, I get to be at my computer making a product. And that is such a cool thing. I really, really do love that. And so I'm talking about those two as they're my two most recent hires. And like I said, Ashley's helped me out with updates and, and product creation stuff. And she's amazing too. And that's a nice feeling to get a product line done that was just never going to get done to get some old products updated that I was never going to get around to doing. It's been so good having these lovely ladies do that. Hiring Shelly with my website tweaks, hiring Christy to build my website. Like some of these ladies have done amazing things for me, especially those website ones. Those are things I could not do myself, not tech savvy enough. And I don't want to spend hours of my life watching YouTube videos and reading articles to figure out how to do something that they can do in two minutes. You know, it makes me want to tear my hair out. So Honestly, hiring some of these lovely ladies has been a game changer. It's just gives me like, I can breathe. It's just such a good feeling. I still do a majority of my business. I very much run it on my own, still like 99% of it. But it's so nice here and there to hand off a little thing and to have that little break. It's so good. And like I said, hired my mum and that has been amazing. Like I said, ups and downs, there has been some moments where I'm a really massive perfectionist and I'm probably kind of like the boss from hell in that sense. I'm like, this is not how I want it because <laughs> I'm so finicky, but I care about my business passionately. So I want things lined up correctly. And it's been a journey for me to let go and to be less of a perfectionist and to not worry so much about those little things. And although there have been those downtimes where I feel frustrated, like, would it have been quicker if I did it myself? Would it have been better if I did it myself? Overall, when I look at the big picture, I have a Word document that I keep track of what products I've been updating. And before I hired my mum in 2021, I was updating like one product a month. That is all I had the time and energy for. And then since then, in the last full year, you know, we can update three, four, five, maybe even six products in a month. And I'm just going through hundreds of products have been updated in the last year. It has been amazing. Like what a massive impact on my bottom line to know that my products are up to my newer standards. They are better now my listings are better too. Because when she updates a product, I improve the preview and things like that. And so, like I said, hiring's great for me getting time back or doing things I don't want to do, like website stuff. But it's also really great to help my revenue because I'm making things better. I didn't have time to make things better before. Now I've got someone to help me make my store better. That helps me make more money. And that has been reflected in my earnings the last two years. You know, they have really done well they've improved a lot, probably not just all because I've hired, but that's definitely a contributing factor for sure. I think one of the other reasons I've really enjoyed hiring is the longer you've been doing this, especially if you're listening and you've been doing this for a few years, sometimes you get tired of certain tasks. And there are some like product updates, which is finicky little clicking and doing things. I'm like, I am like the CEO of this business. Should I be doing this kind of finicky stuff anymore? Surely anybody could be doing this. I could teach anyone to do this thing I'm doing right now. Why am I doing this? I've stopped myself a lot in the last few years when I'm mid doing a task. I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm the one that should be thinking of the big ideas and the big picture stuff. I should be creating the next product or doing something really profitable. But instead, I'm sitting there updating this little credits page on some resource from 2015. I'm like, why am I doing this? And I've really kind of had that wake up call lately on how that someone else could be doing it. The biggest thing with hiring that I've really loved has truly just been that you don't always make the money back straight away. Like you can't always see something tangible like, oh, you hired someone to do something and you made this many dollars. But it's the idea 
that if you hire someone to do something, you free up the time to do something else and you make more money because of that freed up time. So by not having to edit this podcast after I record this, I get to go and make a product and that can make more money in my business. And that is a really cool thing. So I want to wrap up this episode just by touching on what's next for me. I'm definitely planning on like re-recording this in the next year or so. I'm so curious to see how far I've come, what else I've hired, what I've learned, what processes and systems I've got in place. I'll probably look back on this episode and be like cringing how terrible (laughs) I was back now. But this is just me right now as of 2022 and just figuring it out and trying my best. But I'm excited to see what happens in the next year or so. I do envision myself trying to scale the business even more and hire more things. That is a goal for me and I hope it's a goal for you. But also kind of doing the whole solopreneur thing still. Still doing a really large amount of it myself and I kind of love it. I don't know that I ever want to be at that point where everything is hired out in my business and I'm not doing any of it anymore, not getting to make products, not getting to be on Pinterest, all those things I enjoy. I don't want to hand them off completely and get so far removed from my business. I don't even know how things work anymore. That's not something I'm really aspiring to, but just want to be at that place where the boring stuff, the hard stuff, all the stuff I'm not good at, I get a little bit of help with. I hope that you have enjoyed listening to this episode. I'm definitely curious to hear if you have. Feel free to post in the Facebook group if you have any questions about hiring out for the first time or you want to share any of your experiences or what you've hired. I always love to have these conversations with the community. It's so interesting to see what you guys have to say. So I guess I'll see you in the Facebook group. But I hope that you have a terrific day. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.